0: Hey guys, Emily here. Welcome to The Missing Piece. If this is your first time listening, thanks for joining in with us on what I'm sure will be another exciting episode. New full episodes are released every Monday, and you can also check me out on my blog at emilymeyerfitness.com. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the public image of healthy and the public image of fitness. So, without further ado, let's just get into it. In today's culture, a fitness professional who looks the part is automatically assumed to have more knowledge than someone who has gone to years of schooling and received certifications in a specific area. For example, you see this with the rise of social media. The fitness influencer on Instagram who's lean and portrays that public appearance of being fit is automatically assumed to know more than someone who may not look as lean but who has gone to school and received certifications within the field of exercise science or personal training or nutrition or something like that. In the world of fitness, it's common to hear you have to look the part if you want to be successful. So the first example was in women, but this is similar in men, how people will go to the biggest guy in the gym and ask how to put on muscle. Dismissing the fact that although someone may be smaller in stature, they still have that same education and that same knowledge base and could coach you just as well, if not better. When I first started shadowing and volunteering in the fitness field, this is one of the first pieces of advice a trainer gave me. Never having been an overly lean person, it's something I've struggled with since I've decided to pursue my degree in the fitness field. However, this isn't just present in fitness professionals who work in the field. Regardless of your profession, there's a set standard portrayed by the media of the image of what it means to be healthy. However, healthy is not defined by your body weight. People can be what is considered skinny fat. Outwardly, they appear to maintain a healthy body weight and are healthy. However, metabolically, they have a high heart rate, are unable to sustain moderate levels of cardiovascular activity and aren't strong enough to perform tasks in their daily life. Now, when I began my fitness journey, as may be the case for some of you, I wanted to fit the mold. I wanted to look the part. Over the next couple of minutes, we're going to get into my fitness journey and a little bit about what I went through, what I learned relating my experiences to society's view of healthy and what it means to be fit In both the fitness community, if you are a personal trainer or work as a fitness professional, or just in everyday life. I've always remembered being keenly aware of what I looked like compared to other girls in my classes, especially in middle school. Even though I went to a private school where we had uniforms, I still didn't have the same style of shirt they did or I wore different gym clothes than they did. And I remember constantly comparing myself to what they are wearing and what they look like. To put it in terms we've used for the rest of the podcast, I didn't look the part. I didn't fit in with the styles at the time of clothing. They didn't look good on me, and I just looked different. Now, I don't suggest that you compare yourself to others. Actually, now, I vehemently advise not to compare yourself to others. Kind of like we've talked about in a previous podcast, you can't compare yourself to others simply because you're different. They might be on chapter 10 where you're on chapter one, and comparing to someone else who may not even be reading out of the same book as you is unfair to you as well as them. But in middle school, this is what I knew, and I knew I didn't look like the ideals at the time. I wasn't stick thin, and my hair was not straight, and my body type just simply didn't fit with the idea of what was fit and what was healthy at that time and honestly what is currently portrayed as healthy in the media as well. I've also played sports my entire life. Soccer, hockey, and lacrosse were my main three, but I was always active. I was always outside playing with kids in the neighborhood and things like that. During sophomore year of my high school, I was my smallest. I weighed around 130 pounds at 5'2", and I was playing both soccer and hockey. So I was super active, always moving around. However, during this time, I wasn't eating enough. I remember being hungry a lot. I would always eat an average size breakfast, probably about half of my lunch. I would never snack on anything and usually a smaller dinner. So between that and the high levels of activity I was doing before, during, after school, after soccer practice, when I would go to hockey, It just wasn't enough nutrients, it wasn't enough calories for my body. For hockey, I remember relating being smaller to being faster and then that to being better on the ice. Since I played on the guys' high school team, I was always told I needed to work harder than them to even keep up. So getting in smaller, losing weight helped with this. And I, at that time, didn't have the education that I have right now. All of that was successful in my mind. Yeah, I was hungry, but I was playing better. I was able to keep up and things were good. Now, aside from just the sport aspect and being able to compete and feel as if I was keeping up with everyone, I was still keenly aware of the media and what healthy was, what the standard of beauty was in the media, in the magazines, on social media, etc. And my body still, in my mind, didn't fit with this standard. Looking back now, I definitely wasn't as big as I thought I was. But in my mind then, I didn't fit the mold. I still didn't fit the part. I was unhappy. I was very weight-focused. It's not just me. I know I'm not the only one to have gone through these struggles. My hope, sharing them with you, is that you can relate to them. You can see where I've been, and with everyone else, we can change the view of what healthy or fit is in today's society. Going into senior year of high school, I decided to leave hockey, uh, the only sport I was playing at the time, and I also made the choice to stop restricting what I was eating. Since I wasn't playing, there wasn't really a reason to watch what I was eating. This caused me to go drastically the opposite way. So in just over a year, I gained about 40 pounds and then continued to gain after that. At my heaviest, I remember weighing in around 189. So still being 5'2", that was a lot of weight on a small frame. Throughout all this time, so even dating back to middle school, body image issues and insecurity were overly pervasive in my life, in my thoughts, I just always remember thinking I looked different and thinking I looked heavier than I probably was even before I gained weight during senior year of high school. During senior year, I would wear the tummy control tank tops under everything I wore. I intentionally avoided any swimming opportunities and this caused me to miss graduation parties and friends parties and things like that. But I was so afraid and hated honestly what my body looked like that I just didn't want to put myself in that situation. Looking back now, I realize how much of an impact mainstream media and the portrayed view of what healthy and fit is played into my thoughts about myself. I was overly influenced by the need to look the part that my... Internal thoughts and things I would say to myself were honestly terrible. There's no reason to feel like you need to hate yourself simply because you look different. But that's what it was. I honestly hated that I felt as if I didn't fit in. I hated my body in that moment. Going into freshman year of college, we went out to dinner with friends on our floor one of the first weeks there. And being a typical freshman, we took a picture in the lobby before we left Just so you can post it on Facebook and, you know, everyone their freshman year always making new friends and everything like that. And I remember later that night I was laying in bed and whoever's phone it was on had posted it on Facebook. And I honestly almost cried when I saw the picture. I hated who I was. I hated what I looked like. I didn't look good. I didn't want it on Facebook. I didn't want it anywhere. I honestly wanted it to disappear. In that moment is when I decided to change. Even with all the dining hall foods available and everything like that, I began tracking food on my fitness pal, watching what I was eating. I weighed myself for the first time in almost a year and I was around 175. Now, throughout the past years, progress has been slow and it hasn't been easy, Uh, but over time, I've worked through a lot of different issues um, as far as eating emotionally and just eating when I'm bored, and now I've lost almost 35 pounds for my heaviest weight. However, despite the physical changes, I think my biggest gain was in my mental health. Focusing on more of the performance and the process goals and realizing mainstream media doesn't portray the only image of healthy and the only image of fitness. They focus on what they think is ideal, but that's not ideal. Removing the control that mainstream media has on your body image and on your views, although sounds simple, is definitely not easy. Starting with just the little things each day, like focusing on the weight that you're lifting as opposed to the weight on the scale, can increase your mental health in positive ways that you may not have even expected. Going through a weight loss journey over the course of the last four or five years, I've learned a lot about myself and about quote unquote looking the part i've come to embrace my journey as i think it gives me a unique perspective when working with clients when i work with clients i've been there i know what it takes and i know what it feels like to honestly hate who you've let yourself become mainstream media has a skewed picture of what a fitness professional should look like they fit everyone into a single mold when in reality There are infinitely as many molds as there are people in this world. This carries over into non-fitness professionals as well. Every day, we're overwhelmed with unrealistic, photoshopped images on the covers of fitness magazines, in advertisements, online, on social media, etc. Articles constantly tell us the best exercises to lose fat fast, three tips for flat abs, Etc. Et I could go on and on with examples of mainstream media and how they portray quote-unquote healthy people and fitness in today's world. Thankfully, this is changing for the better. The definition of what it is to be a fit person is becoming more realistic. With the growth of CrossFit and powerlifting, there are many women and girls focused on being strong and performing well regardless of their appearance. The different molds of what it means to be healthy are becoming more apparent and accepted. Personally, I love the changes. Increasing your focus on performance in the gym as opposed to the number on the scale can yield positive mental changes in ways you may have never even thought possible. This is one thing I really noticed when I started lifting more consistently. I was much more happy when I thought about my Squat increasing, or I was able to bench more weight, or I could run further, or I could run faster, or any number of performance or process related goals. Those really, really helped me in my fitness journey as well. And I encourage you to make these small changes. Start to look at the inspirational fitness coaches for what they know, not what they look like. When you set your next fitness goal, focus on the process, and building habits along the way. By focusing on performance and changing these small habits for the better, those long-term body composition changes will come without that focus on the scale the whole time. Some examples of small habits that can make a big impact are going to be drinking enough water throughout the day, focusing on whole non-processed foods such as fruits and veggies, and incorporating those at every meal or at least two out of three meals if you're not used to doing it already. Another tip would be to eat enough protein during the day. Protein is a key nutrient in sustaining that muscle mass, kind of like we talked about last week in our different diet strategies. And eating enough protein throughout the day is going to help you maintain your muscle or even build muscle and build strength as well. Protein also has a higher thermic effect of food than the other nutrients. So when you eat any food, your body has to use energy to break that food down in order to use it. When you eat protein, this thermic effect of food, so the amount of calories needed to break down and use it, is higher than if you were to eat fats or carbs. So by simply eating more protein and eating adequate protein for your body, You're burning just a little bit more calories throughout the day, even while you're at rest. And then my last tip is following appropriate portion sizes. Making sure you're looking at those nutrition labels and reading the nutrients in the food so that you're consuming the right amount of food and the right amount of nutrients for your body. You can check out my last post on my blog. I talked about reading nutrition labels and touched on portion sizes as well. So if you're interested in that, Once you're done listening here, you can head on over to emilymeyerfitness.com and check that out. So it's important all along the way to remember how healthy you are is not defined by the number on the scale. Less weight does not mean more healthy. More weight does not mean less healthy. Healthy can be being able to run a 5k or a 25k or a marathon. Healthy is being able to deadlift the bar It's being able to deadlift one time your body weight. It's being able to deadlift two plus times your body weight. Healthy is being able to go for a walk with your spouse or a bike ride with your kids. Healthy is not defined by the weight on the scale. So that was a nice short episode for you guys. Quick, easy, to the point for this one. If you want to read about this topic and more, head on over to my blog at emilymeyerfitness.com. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.